Good morning, sports fans, betters, and cappers, and welcome to the Wednesday edition of the Competitive Hedge Podcast. I'm your host of the show, Kenneth Cotterell, and thank you all for joining me here today. This podcast is all about sports and the world of betting. We talk about results from yesterday's games and wagers before diving into today's betting slate, and we cap things off with our daily betting card. Now, I hope you guys all had a wonderful Tuesday, because I know we did over here at the show Another great betting day to cap off a great betting February. We're going to recap all of that. We had some deadline moves in the NHL, even some NFL cuts as well. And then we got a loaded slate for you here today. So we don't want to waste any more time. We want to get into it. But before we do, we got to talk about the great folks over at Bet99, which is a Canadian sportsbook and casino that offers in-play betting, player props, a cash-out option, and many more great products. There are a variety of sports available on the website to bet on, including NHL, NBA, NFL, and EPL. Bet99 works smoothly on both desktop and mobile, and their mobile app can be downloaded from the website's homepage. Now, depositing and withdrawing funds is hassle-free with a number of well-known methods available to use so you know your money is safe and secure. The website can be viewed in both English and French, and customer service is available 24-7 with their live chat option. So go to bet99.com to make an account. Use code SHOOTERS at sign up to support the show. Please gamble responsibly. You must be 19 plus years of age to do so. And most importantly, if you have questions or concerns about your gambling or the gambling of someone close to you, contact Connex Ontario at 1-866-531-2600 to speak to an advisor free of charge. So we got to start out with how yesterday went, which if you were following along yesterday, you would know. It was a nice 5 and one day for the show, and it started with those two soccer plays down at the bottom. Manchester City, over two and a half goals, team total at minus 134. That was a one and a half unit play. Very impressed with that one, especially given they scored two goals late in that second half to make that happen at a 3-0 victory. Then Fulham Moneyline versus Leeds. I was expecting a one-goal win. They go out and win 2-0, thanks to Paulinha and Solomon, who both scored in that one. The lone loser yesterday was that Indiana and Iowa game. Indiana lost outright. We poked some fun at ourselves for all the great things that we had to say about Indiana on the show yesterday, just to have them go out and completely no-show. Then we had the Marquette minus 7.5 against Butler. Butler proving, once again, they are not a great basketball team. I don't think many people argue with me there on that one, and 72-56 to was the final there. And then a clean sweep on the ice. Kings money line versus the Jets at plus 125. Looked dead early. They come back and win in a shootout at 6-5. And then the Kraken in regulation at plus 107. One and a half unit play there. They come back and win 5-3 overall. So we got to chat about February as well because we are heading into a new month. But how did the month of February go? Well, we're up over 22 units for the month, which is amazing. 158 bets overall for us. Follow us over on BetStamp as well. That's where we track all of our plays. So we go plus 22.79 units. Now, NHL, we are positive. Soccer, we are positive. Same with golf, NBA, NCAA, and uh, NFL. The, actually, the only one that we were negative in was the NBA. We went three and five. But overall, 91.65 and two for the month. Really excited heading into March, as that is when there's some March Madness happening and a lot of other. Uh, leagues are ramping up towards playoffs golf's ramping up as well as is soccer so now we got to chat about the one major nhl deadline move which was patty kane 
He is heading to the New York Rangers. And I think that this is, it was definitely the biggest one of yesterday. Um, it's one that's kind of been rumored for at least over the last couple weeks that he might be heading to the Rangers, but they've completely revamped this team, especially from an offensive perspective over the last month. They brought in Tarasenko a number of weeks ago, and now they bring in Patrick Kane. Now the Rangers are 11th in goals per game. They already have a fantastic goaltender, probably a top three goaltender in the league on their team. They've got great defense. Now they have the scoring that they need to make a push in the East. They are going to have it easier than some of these other teams like Toronto, Tampa, and Boston. We know that at least one of those teams is going to be out in the first round and one of them should be out in the second round as well. So that's pretty crazy. And then on the other side of things, they really have to beat, if you're a Rangers fan, you have to go out and beat Pittsburgh, Washington, Islanders. Carolina would be their their biggest test there. But it is an easier side in the East, so I think they have a great shot now at getting to the Eastern Final, and at that point, anything can happen. But regardless, the Rangers made some moves, and I think that it's going to pay off for them down the road. Now, NFL cuts, there was three major ones yesterday that I took note of. Um, the first one being Marcus Mariota. He got cut from Atlanta. $12 million gained in cat space for them, so this shouldn't come as a major surprise, especially after Ritter took over in that offense. I wish that they would have hung on to Mariota just as a backup option, but for a $12 million cap hit, it's really not worth it to keep a backup like that. So understandable why he is gone. Kenny Galladay cut by the Giants. Absolute flop. I mean, when he left Detroit, I was very high on him. I thought, oh, great. The Giants went out and got a great wide receiver. They probably overpaid for him, but that's all right. He's a good a good player. And then he just completely flopped. I think he ended up with one touchdown, maybe two in his two years there. Um, was basically a non-factor in their offense this year. So tough go for Kenny Galladay. We'll see if a team picks him up. Maybe we see him revitalize his career. And then Leonard Fournette cut by Tampa Bay. Not a major surprise there. He kind of got replaced down the stretch by the Bucks. So now he's going to have to find a new home. I don't know how much he has left. We'll have to wait and see if any teams go ahead and want to pick up Fournette as a running back. So with that, we got to head over to March 1st betting slate. We got a lot of games happening today. Soccer, NBA, college basketball, NHL. We got to get to all of it. But before we do, let's play the video. All right, so let's start with EPL. We got two games happening over there today. Arsenal minus 260 taking on Everton at plus 750. Now, Arsenal, they sit two points clear of Manchester City in the table. Everton currently sit 18th, so they are in the relegation zone. They're one point back of 17th place Leeds, who have been playing terribly lately. So they could really use a point today to even things up heading into the final 13 games or so, but... One thing to note is Everton did win this matchup earlier in the year 1-0. So this could be a good revenge spot for Arsenal. It is one that I personally like for them to come in. They're at home taking on a bad side. So we'll see if that becomes one of our show plays later today. And then Liverpool minus 189 taking on Wolverhampton at plus 500. Now Liverpool's last time out, they drew Crystal Palace. They're currently up to 7th in the standings. Whereas Wolves, they drew Fulham and currently sit 15th. Now... This is a bit of a juiced line here, and it's why I can't play it today, because 
I can't trust Liverpool to win by multiple goals. I sometimes like looking at a first half money line. While I do believe that they will be up at the half, I just can't put an official show play on it. And Wolves, they're solid defensively. I wanted to go know both teams to score, but Liverpool have been prone to give up bad goals, especially over the last number of weeks. So I just can't get behind anything with this game. It's definitely one to monitor, but unless that line comes down for Liverpool, I've got no interest there. Now, FA Cup-wise, there is four games happening today as well, just like yesterday. We're completely avoiding Southampton and Grimsby Town, as well as Burnley and Fleetwood Town. Just not interested in getting into these games where you have such lower-tier sides. Now, when we're talking about the two that we are looking at, Manchester United's minus 155 today, taking on West Ham at plus 433. United are coming off that trophy win on the weekend. Was super fired up to see them get back into the trophy cabinet, but... I get very concerned with this line today. Yes, they're pretty heavy favorites at home, minus 155, justifiably, but I don't know if I can play it here. West Ham, they've earned points in five of their last six games. Feels like a letdown spot for United. They're riding really high right now. You knocked Barcelona out of the Europa League. You win a trophy. Now you got to come back for the FA Cup and take on West Ham. I know it's at home. I just don't love the spot. I think West Ham has the potential to upset so I'm going to stay away from this one. Sheffield United are plus one, 375 against Tottenham at minus 120. Now second place in the championship, taking on fourth place in the EPL. Both teams to score actually intrigues me here, and a, a big reason why. Sheffield are at home. Tottenham have given up quite a few goals recently. They didn't to Chelsea, but <laughs> Chelsea have been brutal lately. Um, Tottenham offensively, I do think that they'll score as well. I think that they could come out on top, but this one I could honestly even see going to extra time, which is why I don't want to play the minus 120 here for Tottenham. So both teams to score is one that I'll monitor. Um, definitely do like it, though, heading into the early morning. Now, NBA-wise, we got nine games happening tonight. There's quite a few that we're not touching. Not interested in Chicago, Detroit, Phoenix, Charlotte, Brooklyn, Knicks, Miami, and Philly after we got burned the other day, and Memphis-Houston. So there is four, though, that we're looking at. We just got to wait and see what the line movement looks like. Starts with Cleveland and Boston. Boston minus six and a half for this game today. Um, big thing here is Jalen Brown's status, because he was a game-time decision the other day. Um, in fact, this line's even now moved down to minus five and a half. But the Cavs are playing great basketball. I think if you like Cleveland, you got to go and bet them now at plus six and a half. Um it is five and a half, but bet six and a half by the point. I just think that it's worth it in a game like this. Um, I think Cleveland have been solid enough where they can go in and at least cover this line. So that's one that I like. Orlando and Milwaukee. Milwaukee there minus eight and a half at home. Now, one thing to note is the status of Giannis. He did go yesterday, but is he going to go today? I, I honestly don't think that he is. I think that they should sit him on a back-to-back -back, given that he's been dealing with these injuries. But Jonathan Isaac's a game-time decision for Orlando. Bucks on a 15-game win streak as well. So this is a spot where I think Orlando's going to lose tonight, but I do think that they're going to cover, especially at 8.5. That's quite a few points, and you should get it now because Giannis could get decided to sit, and then suddenly this is going to plummet down to minus 4.5, minus 5.5. So that's where my lean would be tonight. Lakers and OKC is another matchup tonight. OKC slight favorites, minus 1.5. Now, the Lakers are on a back-to-back. -back. They did just lose to Memphis, so that is something to note. Davis and Russell, game-time decisions as well. But no Shea Gilgis for OKC, so I kind of like Lakers' road upset. 
I know there's no LeBron, but I still think that they have enough firepower to go out and get it done. And then to cap it off, New Orleans and Portland. Portland's minus two and a half. They're riding high after Dame dropped 71 points on Houston. And Portland, they're going to be without Simons and Nurkic here. Now, the Pelicans won't have Zion. They have lost four straight games. I do think Portland covers tonight. They're 17 and 14 at home, taking on a Pelican side that are 10 and 21 on the road. So I think it's a good spot for them to win and cover. Definitely look at Portland minus two and a half, especially if you're putting together a parlay tonight for the NBA. Our lanes, we would go Cleveland spread, Orlando spread, Lakers, Moneyline, and Portland spread. Now, NHL-wise, six games happening today, three or four that we're actually looking at. So no interest in Arizona, Dallas, Dallas are minus 360, and I don't want to bet Washington, Anaheim. So Rangers taking on Philadelphia, major line movement from where it opened. It was minus 185 for the Rangers, now up to minus 210. Looks like we're going to get Shesterkin and Hart here. Um, could see Patty Keene's debut tonight as well. Regardless, the Flyers have lost three in a row. Rangers are better on the road than they are at home. I do think that this is a good spot if you want it to be a parlay piece. Minus 210 is a bit juiced, but I do feel confident that the Rangers will go in on the road and win. When we start getting into regulation, I get a little bit more concerned. You're probably looking at closer to minus 135 for that one. So that would be my thoughts would just be take Rangers money line. If you want to play the regulation because you're looking for a little bit more juice, you are running a bit more of a risk, but high risk, high reward. Now, Toronto minus 125 yesterday. They are minus 130 now as they take on the Oilers. Samsonov and Skinner are expected to go. Two teams kind of trending opposite directions, at least recently, because the Leafs have won three straight and Edmonton have lost two in a row. I am a fan of this over tonight, and I don't normally love playing over six and a half. So it is a very steep line, but you've got the number one and number six teams in goals per game. I'm not crazy about either goaltender. I won't say that either goalie is bad necessarily, but I just don't love them overall with all that offense. So I would lean the over here tonight for that one if you are going to play anything. New Jersey and Colorado. Colorado, they were minus 125 when we got them yesterday. Now they're minus 130 at home. And they're taking on the Devils. Now, Vanessa and Georgia should be a pretty solid goaltending matchup. But I don't know how you don't back Colorado until the cows come home right now. Yes, the Devils have won two straight. They're great on the road this year. But Colorado's won six straight games. I'm going to continue to ride with them until they fail. So give me Colorado tonight. That is an official show play. The first one that we'll announce. Minus 125 is where we got it. But really loving Colorado tonight. And then Carolina, they were minus 130. Now they're minus 140, taken on Vegas. Freddie Anderson and Aiden Hill is the matchup. They're a combined 28-11-1 on the year. Now the Canes are great on the road. They're 18-4-6 overall. Vegas, they're actually better away from home this year, so they haven't been an amazing home team. Both teams coming off losses. Maybe look at the over 5.5 here. Um, that was certainly something that I wanted to monitor because – they're in the upper half of goals per game. Yes, the goaltending record is great, but I think that's more so the team in front of them. So could see a little bit of a shootout here tonight. And at five and a half, I do like the over, maybe a 4-2 type game. So that would be my lean for the final NHL game. College basketball-wise, there's nine ranked games happening today. Many of them interest me. There is a couple that I'm just going to stay away from, mainly Maryland and Ohio State. I don't know how to bet Ohio State anymore. Um, I did get their pick right the other day when they played Illinois, but now they take on a ranked team at home. So 
I just don't know how to uh, how to navigate that line. And then you've got Chicago State taking on Gonzaga, and that's just I just can't go and bet a Gonzaga spread like I normally would a few years ago. We're looking at minus 27 and a half here, and I know that they're a good team. They're maybe not as great as years past when they had Chet and Timmy going, but it's just not a, a line that I'm interested in playing. So what are we interested in? We got to start with Providence. They're minus three and a half at home, taking on number 19, Xavier. Providence and betting them at home has been a meal ticket this year. I mean, they're eight and four covering at home. They're 15 and 0 at home overall. Now, Xavier, they do cover well on the road, which is what concerns me here. If this line even shifted to Providence minus three or minus two and a half, I would play it. But at least for now, I do like that over. We got it at minus or at 153.5. It's now 154.5. So certainly a line that I like is that over both teams averaging. I think it's over 78 points per game. So I think we get a shootout tonight between Xavier and Providence. Then you got DePaul and UConn. Speaking of other Big East action, UConn minus 17.5, the 14 seed. And that's just so many points. And I love UConn as a team. I think they're very balanced. UConn are 10 and 6 covering at home. DePaul have lost 10 straight games. They've only covered two of those games. They're just not a competitive basketball team. But when we start talking minus 17 and a half, that's a concern. If you come out flat at all, you don't cover that line. So I'm staying away, but I do think UConn win comfortably. If you want to buy some points, make it a parlay piece. Buy it down to 14 and a half, and I think you're fine. But at 17 and a half, it's just a bit too steep for me. So I'm staying away. Number 25, Pittsburgh, minus four yesterday. Now they are minus four and a half, taking on Notre Dame. Great to see them finally in the top 25. They've been solid on the road. They're seven and three on the year. And Notre Dame, they're on a seven-game slide. They've only won one of their last 10, but they are 10 and eight at home. That's where they picked up all of their wins. I would like to think that Pitt getting into the top 25, they now go in and cover on the road. I can't make it a show play. Maybe money line for a parlay. Like I would I would parlay Pittsburgh money line with UConn minus 14 and a half, and I would feel comfortable with it. Outside of that, though, can't play anything else here. Pitt needs to be a little bit more established before I take them to win a road game like that, even against a slumping Notre Dame team. Auburn versus number two, Alabama. Alabama. They are minus nine and a half. They were minus nine yesterday. And Auburn, they're sliding fast. Just three wins in their last 10. Bama are 14 and 0 at home on the year. They've won, they've covered nine of their 14 home games as well. It's just a lot of points. I know that I know that Auburn's not playing great, but I do think that they have the potential to go in and cover that line. This could be a situation where it's never in doubt. Bama's leading by 12 to 15 the entire second half. Boom, Auburn comes back. They only lose by eight. And then you're kicking yourself for taking this line. So I'm staying away as much as I love Bama at home. Vanderbilt and number 23, Kentucky. Kentucky's minus 10, now down to minus nine and a half. Again, another team that's finally ranked. Do they show that they are an established ranked team? And they're taking on a team that's below 500 in Vanderbilt. They're playing at home for this game as well. I really like Kentucky. I think they're going to blow them out of the water today. They're starting to peak at the right time. So this is certainly one that we will have in our show plays. And then the final two, you got Oklahoma and number 11, Kansas State. Kansas State minus six and a half now after they opened at minus six. But Oklahoma, they're just two and seven on the road, taking on a 15 and one Kansas State side. I don't think that, I do think that Kansas State is going to win this one handily, but I do get 
concerned once again against the backdoor cover, especially in the Big 12, because we've seen these lesser teams go in and win on the road. They need wins like this, especially if you're a team like Oklahoma, you're 14 and 15. You kind of have to rack up a ton of wins, probably win the Big 12 if you even want a sniff of the NCAA tournament. So that's where I get a bit concerned tonight with that one, um, but certainly one to monitor. And then number nine, Texas taking on number 22, TCU. We got it at minus one and a half. It's now minus two and a half for TCU. And yes, I'm back in the Horn Frogs again. I don't know. I'll be honest. I don't know why, because they're 12 and four at home, taking on a four and five Texas road team. But Texas won by four in their building. Now they have to come and play at TCU. I think it's honestly just a hunch where I like these two teams so much that I think that they're going to split. And so at minus one and a half, I'm not going to play the straight up money line. I'll play the minus one and a half tonight, but I really do like that TCU line. So with that, we got to head over to our last call pick segment, which is where we give you our betting picks for the day. But before we do, let's play the video. So this segment is sponsored by Last Mountain Distillery, which is a family-owned and operated company located in Lumsden, Saskatchewan, the heart of green country. Saskatchewan's first micro distillery success lies in their commitment to producing high-quality handcrafted spirits. Their craft distilling process brings out the full flavor of the grain and leaves a smooth finish unlike any other. Check out some of their great products, including their uh, old-fashioned vodka, dill pickle vodka as well. A lot of great stuff over there. Go check out Last Mountain Distillery, and be sure to support local. So with that, we got to head over and give you our show plays for today. And let's start with that uh, EPL game, Arsenal minus one and a half versus Everton at plus 100 for a full unit. Everton handed Arsenal one of only three losses this year, but I think that Arsenal get them back. It's going to be a bit of a revenge spot for beating them earlier in the year. I think we see three to one, two to nothing final here. I just think that they win by multiple goals. So I really like that Everton or Arsenal minus one and a half. Sheffield and Tottenham, both teams to score this at minus 143 for one and a half units. As I said earlier, Sheffield's at home. They are a good championship side. I think they're going to get promoted this year. And they're taking on a Tottenham team that they like to give up goals, but they score a ton as well. We've seen that recently. So I do like this one. think we see both teams score here but Tottenham's ultimately going to advance from this matchup. Toronto and Edmonton on the ice. I'm taking the over six and a half. That's at minus one at 15 for a full unit. I like Skinner. I do like Samsonov. I just don't like them enough where I'm not going to bet the over here. McDavid, Matthews, Nylander, Dreisaitl. There's so much talent here. I think we're just going to see a lot of goals. Could see 5-3, 6-3, 6-4 type finish. So I really love the over tonight. I'm taking Colorado Moneyline versus the Devils at minus 125. This is another one and a half unit play. I just think that it's a really good spot here. Um, Team that's won six straight, they're going to make it seven. Taking on a talented Devils team on the road. I'm just going to ride it till the cows come home, as I said earlier. Xavier and Providence over 153 and a half at minus 110. This is a full unit play. As I said, both teams averaging over 78 points per game. I think we see a shootout here. So give me the over in that game. Kentucky minus 10 versus Vanderbilt at minus 110. Love Kentucky. I think they win by 15 or 20 points tonight. Vandy are not a good team, and they have to go on the road to play at Kentucky. I think it's a great spot for them to win big. 
And then TCU minus one and a half versus Texas for two units. My favorite play of the night, my max play of the day. I think that Texas won by four last time. TCU wins by four tonight. Tight game, but TCU ultimately covers and they get a massive victory heading into the Big 12 tournament play over the next couple weeks. So appreciate everyone who tuned into the show today. Um, we actually woke up late, five minutes before we went live, so this went better than expected. Uh, appreciate everyone who listens to the show. Go follow us on all of our social platforms at HedgePod in, in case we have any plays that we want to add later on in the day. But we'll see you guys tomorrow for the Competitive Hedge Podcast. Mm-hmm.